Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 50th episode. Ah, yeah, baby. Ah, clap, 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 clap. I, I can't believe we've made it to 50. When you first phoned me up, Joe, and said, did you want to do a beer podcast? I thought we'd maybe get to five, but we've genuinely made it to 50. Funny, guys, to me it feels like only like nine or ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have a lovely message from another founder of, of the podcast. Simo, take it away. Hello, it's Simo here from Down Under. I can't believe that the I'll Try That podcast has made it to its big 5050th episode. We're only getting better, just like a fine wine. Um, just thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening. Um, it's going to only get better and better as time goes by. And yeah, just thank you for everything. Absolutely epic. Absolutely spiffing. And can't wait to continue our journey. Whoop, whoop. Ha ha ha. Good one, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> well done. We well knew done. exactly well what he said. Very well said, sir. Excellent. Well done. Well done. Um, so yeah, 50 episodes. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for sticking through it with us, uh, through the good times and the bad. Uh, I think bad episodes, there are a couple of those which we probably gloss over, um, and a few very good ones, which uh, I think we still laugh about to this day. I think Corona <laughs> is, 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 is still talked and laughed about in Rich's mind. Uh, you know. <laughs> I remember you said, you know, a few good ones, a few bad ones, and then loads that were just bang average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those that are making up the numbers. So welcome to 50. Um... You know what? My parents have really enjoyed every single episode. Well, I'm very proud to say that the Druids are also keeping up to speed with every episode. And I'm, you know, I know, you know, the first and foremost, thank you very much, family, for keeping involved with it. But I'm very pleased to say, friends, very much uh, a next on the second list of cornerstone listeners but we are now reaching a good number of people across the globe with this podcast who are tuning in every week uh so just want to say thank you to all of the the listeners from those who've been with us from the very start uh through the painstaking editing processing and and the kind of the figuring out how to actually edit the podcast all the way through to our new listeners who are picking up and and just loving listening to uh to the chemistry and the laughing and and uh, the the rambunctiousness i think that comes through with a few episodes with a few twists and a few uh, um facts thrown in there would um would would you guys mind if i gave if i gave a particular shout out to somebody Oh, all right. Now, um, I just want to give a shout out to it's a it's a lad who's been listening from from the start. He's called Ollie Payne, and he's listened to every episode. And he works with me, and he keeps chatting to me about the podcast. And he genuinely wants to meet you, lads. And he feels like he knows you from just us chatting and all of that stuff. So I've just got to give a big shout out to him. Well, thank you very much, Ollie, for for getting involved. And actually, Ollie, that's that's a, a great compliment. We'd love to, you know, meet more and more people. And actually, the more people that I've uh, I've spoken to who have shared similar experiences with Ollie, and that it actually is a fun medium with podcasts that you do feel like you're a part and you get to know people um, over these over time. And there's been a lot of other people who have also commented likewise. Um, about the podcast so thank you everyone for all of your your, your support and, and the encouragement uh, to keep this going and uh, and we've said right from the very start we started this podcast for fun uh, we will continue to do this podcast because it's fun and you know the day it stops becoming fun we'll you know probably hire someone else to do it for us <laughs> i'm also i'm also just going to throw it out there if anybody wants to send us any beer to sample i'm there for it yeah send right. it away can do 
I know we're, we're building on the hype. We've it's already got some beer from from Purity Beer in the past, so we're very much excited for new beers that might come down the line. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Right. Back by popular demand, we thought for our 50th episode, we had to do something special. And there have been so many people that have enjoyed and liked the, uh, you know, the first episode of the Cheap But Good Tour, where we took, we sampled beer that was relatively, you know, cheaply priced, but tasted good. And that was at the little supermarket. So we thought for our 50th episode, for the second part of the Cheap But Good Tour, we had to do Aldi. Yes. Bang. We're on. What a, what a fantastic store Audi is. It's exactly the same as Lidl, so I am there for it. But my Audi's slightly more staff than Lidl. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Four letters, high value. I love this. And, and Audi, as you said, is, is, is the be-all and end-all when it comes to the, the counterpart to Lidl. Lidl and Audi, very much positioned in the same way. But Audi has a very different path to Lidl. So they might have all propped up or cropped up here in the UK at about the same time and their international expansions are probably, you know, market to market very similar. But do you guys know about Aldi South and Aldi North? I have no clue what you're talking about. Educate the boys, Joe. So in 1962, two brothers who started up Aldi, uh, they were still working through a big disagreement you know about how to name these groups so that's where aldi north and aldi south got, uh, came came about uh because it's taken from the first two letters of albrecht and discount which is their names apparently don't know where d and N. anyway <laughs> aldi north took over stores in north germany while aldi south became responsible to stores in the south of germany so this border between the two became known as anyone the Aldi Divide? Oh, you were so close with the Aldi Divide. What else could it be? Um, the Aldi Separation? Uh, think about worlds. The Earth. What splits the, the world? Oh, the Hemisphere. The, old, the Aldi Equator. The Aldi the Equator. The Aldi Equator. <laughs> nice. So the, the two businesses have become financially legally separate from 1966. And by that time, there were 200 Aldi South stores in Germany. Um, and they've just kept expanding from there. So, you know, you've got places like uh, the US, which so far is only tapped into by Aldi North. Oh, okay. And then you have other countries where it's only Aldi South. So they really are like a family business that split themselves into legally, like everything is, we're different now. It's interesting because isn't there, I swear, um, is it Adidas and Puma have a similar origin story in, in Yeah, in there's Germany? two brothers yeah. and they split up. Exactly, exactly that. I find that absolutely mad. I genuinely did not know. So which, which Audi do we have in the UK? Guess. Uh, I bet we've got South. I'll, fine, I'll go North. To, it's the North one. It's the North. Suck it, Barber! <laughs> what a fool I've been. Right, so we're now sampling some of these fantastic beers. And who wants to kick off? Well, they, well, they have. Why don't we list what we have? Because, again, similar to the Cheap But Good Tour see episode one from Lidl, we actually don't know what each other has put purchased at the, this establishment. So, Barbara, what beers do you have so, right now? So I got lured in. So I've got, I've got a few here, but I started first on knowing that there was a little bit of a story about it. I am drinking the Anti-Establishment IPA. 
Um, I'm sure listeners will remember there was a bit of a story between Aldi and Brewdog. Uh, this is, uh, I hope it doesn't uh, do the beer too much of a disservice to say that this is the the um, Aldi equivalent to, to Punk IBA. There's a bit of a similar taste going on, if that's not too much of a shocking revelation for everyone. <laughs> well, I think on that, I think it's hilarious. I mean, this is exactly as you said. There was we talked about it. I think on a pod, uh, on a, as a hot topic, where Aldi basically ripped off Punk IPA, and uh, and Bruno went on Twitter. They didn't legally sue them, but they basically said, "Hey, that's not on. All right, fine. We'll make an Aldi IPA." An Ald IPA, uh, which was the only, I should say, one of the only brands that were ever put into Aldi shops. Um, and so anyway, Aldi then changed this, what their knockoff of, uh, Punk IPA. They, they made it, had to make it a little bit further afield. And so hence anti-establishment IPA. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's knocking on the door though, isn't it? It's, it's still knocking on the door like there and they're running away. Does strike me that they resolved that 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 dispute very quickly. I think it was it was made it was dispu- it was uh, resolved out of mutual uh, PR and publicity um, benefit. And you know you can see from this anti-establishment IPA that they have what looks to be the ABV circle in what I would only describe as the American flag. You seen this? Oh, that's yes. a good point. Can you can you can, can you hold it a little closer to the camera just so I can? That's a good point. So there's the oh, ABV, yeah, yeah. yeah where you have yeah. your fifty stars. Now, and as we know, the US is the biggest punk of them all, breaking away from the US co- UK colony at one point. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you meant I thought you were going to say they were the biggest uh, consumers of, of of punk IPA. Yeah, the the little rascals. In fact, we're only three days away. We're only three days away from from Independence Day. <laughs> so yeah, I I do think there's a nod to it, and also as well knowing that Aldi is is in the US as well. This might yeah. be a, a play to kind of sell more in the US as well. So you know, hey, it's it's very as Barbara alluded to. I'm also drinking the anti-establishment IPA taste wise, similar, reminiscent, quite full bodied. I'd say. I don't know. I'm getting a, a different aftertaste than what I I get from Punk IPA. Of course, it's not a, a real carbon copy. What are you What are you tasting in that, Bob's? Yeah, I um, <laughs> so I was, you've caught me ca- reading the um, reading the blurb that they have put on the can, and uh, they're calling it a genre-defining beer. Um, presumably that's in reference to to their own. Um, a little bit of that that tropical that that you would come to expect. Um, I, I think there's there's also the caramel note, which is is seems to be quite a quite prevalent with with the IPAs at the at the moment. But uh, yeah, a little bit of that of, of of bitterness as well coming through towards the end, which um, I think has has, has been part of uh, the success of beers like this lately. So uh, yeah, uh, overall it's it's a little bit a uh, little bit punchy for some. It's it's pretty well rounded. For a replication beer, or sorry, I should say a homage beer to Punk IPA. Homage. Homage. <laughs> homage. 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 Do you think it does the Punk IPA taste justice? Maybe I'm an old <clears throat> economics graduate, or or, or uh, aspiring to be one at, at the very least. I think I think for something that cost me ninety nine p, it's a pretty good simulation. Yeah, I think you've hit the spot on the money or spot, hit, hit, hit spot, the spot on the wallet. <laughs> oh, dude, you've just done one. <laughs> he's he's done a he's done a mix mat, a malafor spot on the hit the nail right on the spot. 
<laughs> That's my bugbear. Um, I'm on the money or I've hit the nail on the head. I've done them both. Um, excellent. I've hit the nail on the money. Thank you. <laughs> the nail on the money, but it's true. It is. It's the price point thing. I think that's a that's a very tasty and you know kind of drinkable beer at the ninety nine p ninety nine p ninety nine p less than a pound. You know where it's in a slightly blue clan, a clan slightly blue can, which seems quite reminiscent of Punk IPA. So you could dupe those people from that a little bit further away, the non beer drinkers that you are actually drinking a Brewdog at that time. Right, Richard, we've gone on a lot about anti-establishment IPA. What have you got? So, I thought I would bust that. As as I've, I've probably made aware on this podcast, I am not the biggest stout fan. So, I thought I would I would try one of Audi's Audi stouts that 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 they had on offer. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of the name they have on the can um, because it says Stout About It. <laughs> yes Just, yes that's very good good news aldi he likes the name <laughs> a lot of we've got the re, the resident harshest critic on this podcast is drabbers because he hates everything <laughs> now i am well and truly there for, for for stout about it i think is they've 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 gone above and beyond the only thing that could have made that name better if they'd have called it stout about town Oh, Joe, only if you worked in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. We've got a ringer in on, on this podcast. So so I went for Stout About It, the the, the the vanilla stout. I don't know if you guys picked this one up. And passed me by, I'm afraid. Oh, I might have. Is it in a big can? Show me the can. Big old... Yeah, I have that in the back of my fridge. So I must say as well, at this point, at this juncture, I am going to sample three beers... For this episode, but I have probably about twelve others downstairs that I bought for no more than one pound fifty a can. I would say. So yeah, so I've so I've gone for stout about it, the vanilla, um, the the vanilla flavored stout. Um, I've not tried it yet, so hold on to your hats. Would um, I? I look like I'm I'm being really pedantic here, but surely no stout about it. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, uh, it's I can the the vanilla is coming through like strongly, which I'm pleased because like I've tried some flavored beers and it's gone. We've got this in it, and you can't taste that for love nor money. It's nice, it's smooth. I I think I paid like one pound twenty for it. You didn't like Guinness, as I remember. So so is this a stout that that kind of works for you a little bit more? Do you feel it's 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 heavy? It's 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 heavy, but it um it's not as heavy as Guinness mm. or anything like that. But um I'm I'm genuinely a fan um of this vanilla flavored stout. I, I'll throw it out that I wouldn't drink it regularly, and I wouldn't go out and buy it actively if it wasn't for this podcast. But if you're a stout fan and want something a little bit cheaper, there you go. And with and with the vanilla hit, definitely give stout about it a go, even if you're just buying it for the name because the name is on point. <laughs> Unfortunately, it sounds Drebbers, like of a one pound fifty per can. You're you're putting the value of that name at about one pound thirty for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying it's not good, but uh, yeah, you're, you're you're valuing that quite highly. Well, I might shout about it. The next one I'm going to try is called the Freak Aleworks Phantom Pale Ale. Oh wow! Ooh. Look at this design. What does this remind you of? Think of a beer brand that we have tried not that long ago that we are big fans of, who do quite interesting Ooh, illustrations. Beaver Town. 
There you go. Beaver Town. Now, I'm really pleased you called that out because they have styled this design. This is an Aldi Own, owned by Aldi UK uh, Limited. And this is their Aldi Own design can. And just like the anti-establishment IPA, they have taken some liberties here with some of our much-loved craft beers. And this design on the can of the Freak Ale Works is quite reminiscent of a Beaver Town. Now, it is further enough away that Beaver Town could possibly not sue them for it, uh, but the illustration style and what they're doing with it is quite interesting. And it's even more apparent on the lager version that I have downstairs, which is a yellow-based can. And, uh, yeah, it's, which is, you know, Beaver Town's color is yellow, uh, is a version of yellow. So anyway, it's very apparent that that is, uh, is, is a nod to Beaver Town's style of illustrations. Okay. Like, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Beaver Town. I, I genuinely, since doing it on the podcast, I now actively go out and buy it on a regular basis. So I think, so I'm intrigued to see if this can hit on the Beaver Town notes, if they're gonna, you're going to try and replicate it. Beaver Town, um, Beaver Town is, uh, uh, the, the gentleman's name uh, escapes me, but is it's, um, the son of, of uh, Robert Le- Plant. Robert Plant, yeah. It's Logan Plant. I was thinking how uh, how good would uh, a load He's of... from Worcester, don't you know? Worcester, that's right, there's a local connection there. I was thinking how good uh, song titles would, would be for names of beer, particularly Led Zeppelin ones, which, fair play, I, I guess Beaver Town, they thought that would be a bit of an obvious connection. But... Um, I think there's some excellent um, beer names to be had from songs, particularly by Led Zeppelin. Uh, Black Dog, The Lemon Song, Stairway to Heaven. Do you think with all of those, though, you'd have to get Led Zeppelin's permission to call your beers those, though? More I think than that's probably 100%. why it hasn't been done. More yeah. than likely. I'm, I imagine that they might be won over by me telling them that I've, I own more than two of their albums on actual proper CD that that might just win them over and they wave it for well, me. If I, I, think, I think the story that, you know, how Jack Black was able to get um, a Stairway to Heaven. Was it Stairway to Heaven on uh, for School of Rock where it was used? Uh, no, it was the Immigrant, immigrant Song. song. Oh, another great name for a beer. Yeah, so Jack Black used the... There's a scene in, in, in School of Rock where they basically have a... No, yes, but there's the, the whole setup is that they're going towards this, the, this, the end of, um, you know, the Battle of the Bands, isn't it? So it's in a big stadium, you know, what a big, like, concert hall. There's, like, thousands of people, and Jack Black basically used those thousands of people to make a, a video plea to Led Zeppelin to allow them to use the Immigrant Song. So maybe if you want to do something like that, they might let you use one of their songs as their name for the beer. I just need to prove to Led Zeppelin how big a fan I am. Cool. With you. With you. Can I, can I just point out something for the School of Rock there? I remember reading a tweet um, about the School of Rock was, um, we should all be more, we should be amazed at how the promoter of that Battle of the Bands managed to fill out a venue for a rock concert at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, which is oh, is that the time of day? <laughs> that's some that's some early riser rock fans. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> the most punctual rock fans yeah. in the business. What time is it? Ten a.m. I'll be there. Yeah, I heard Jack Black's playing. It's a... Yeah, rock concert ten, lunch at one. No, we're sorted. <laughs> right, we're going back to to uh, yes, sorry, yeah. freak <laughs> ale works. Ale freak ale works. Right. So it's crafted in small, small batches using Citra, Mosaic, Topaz, Ella, and Galaxy hops. It's nice. Five hop, there's a five hoppy hopness going on right here. Of hop, there's a five levels of hopness. I talked about the levels of hopness before, I think. So this is definitely on a... I'm definitely getting a, a, a four level of hopness going on right now. Mm. 
So, Damn it is pots. a pale ale, so it's meant to be, you know, quite smooth. I think the word phantom pale ale is something quite interesting with the taste because it is it feels a little bit vacuous like the taste palette it's it's nice very at the start and then it very quickly runs away from you so the phantomness it makes me feel with the taste quite vacuous at the end of the tasting palette so you could drink it you're saying you could drink it as readily as you might a lager no i'm saying that you get the taste very quickly and then it suddenly runs away oh okay so it's it's uh short short lived are we going back to that reference that I talked about? You know, when you drink a glass of juice and there's a little bit of squash in there left over. Yeah, but you use that reference. You know, you can't muddle your references up. Otherwise, the metaphor uh, police will get on you. Um, but basically, you use that for um, non-alcoholic. This is not a non-alcoholic beer. This is 4.8%. Okay, so would it be like you've made a squash but only added a little bit in? Again, you've just gone back to the same analogy. Use it, try, think of a new one. We'll give you some time. We'll go to Barbour okay. on this next beer, and you have some time to think of a new thing for this beer. <laughs> okay. Quick segue. I'm uh, so I've tried a, a, another one that um, uh, I, I thought was quite interesting. Half pipe. Um, to me, ooh. looks like uh, a oh, Drabbers. You've you've got yourself a half yeah. pipe. Right, as well. You better both crack it open, and then while Barber talks about it, you can get the taste going. Yeah, Drabbers. session session parallel. You mentioned interestingly, and it's it's one where I'd I'd really like to uh, learn a little bit more about the uh, the profiles of these. But um, lots of hops in, involved. Um, Cascade, Goldings, Admiral, Centennial, and Columbus hops. Um, so uh, hard to pick out a num- uh, any number of those. This 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 beer does uh, describe itself as being particularly fruity. It may be that I've moved across from the uh, establishment uh, anti-establishment IPA that we were doing before. But for me, I'm I'm kind of getting a bit of a nutty thing going on here. I'm not getting as much of the the, the fruity sort of stuff. I'm getting a and I can feel it sort of in in the roof of my mouth moving back ever so slightly. It's got this nuttiness. It's kind of um, which actually, despite the long number of of uh, the long list of hops we have there, that to me speaks of being a little bit more malty. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, I'm I'm definitely a part. I I I this is the first time I've tried it when you when you suggested opening it, and I did. I tried it and I pulled the face out, kind of like, ooh, kind of, kind of that face because this is nice. This is really nice. No, I was going to say, and and I get the nutty thing you're going on about here, and I get the around, but I also get it describes it as a fruity hops with a zingy bitter kick. I'm also getting that at the same time. So I, I don't know. I, I think I'm I may be confusing uh, nuttiness and, and 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 bitterness. I think it does also say that it has a bit of a a a, a bitter finish. I, I'm probably I'm I'm picking up on that quite a lot. But I swear there's a, there's a biscuitiness here, which I uh, in my experience of, of drinking beers with with um, having reviewed the the hops that they have was was a Simcoe hop. I swear it's the Simcoe hop that gives you a bit of a, a, a biscuity. You guys look like you're laughing at me a lot. I do not appreciate that. I'm trying to take <laughs> sorry trying to take you line, more seriously. In tell. my experience of reviewing beers yeah. just really got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned earlier on, we've done fifty episodes you guys have done fifty episodes. I've done nine if that is <laughs> now there's people actually have to listen to me when I drink a beer whereas normally in a, in a bar I just have to shout at the barman 
So what's happening with the packaging? Are they trying to replicate anyone that you might recognise? Not, not that, not that I can identify. Do you know Drabbers? No, the, the, I don't think they're trying to replicate anybody. No, what well, I was thinking, we, you know, we we looked at Tiny Rebel and they look like an energy drink can at mm. the end of the day when you look at it. Like you look at it and they've got um, they've got a skeleton grabbing his skateboard on top. This wouldn't be your typical beer can or your typical IPA can that I would throw at. It's still very kind of kiddish, I suppose, would be the word that I, w- I would you put out. You can legitimately pick this up thinking it's a can of monster. That's, you know, Guys, and- you've hit the nail on the head. I think they're trying to replicate Tiny Rebel with that design. Honestly, I think they are. Yeah, like it is. It's dude. quite childish. It's quite. It's quite fun. It's quite almost energy drink esque. Yeah, half pipe. It's very juvenile to call something half pipe. You know, skateboarding. I used to skateboard. I loved it. I used to fall over more than I do anything else. Tony Hawk's furious with what you've just said. I don't. I don't mean to name drop, but I hear he's a big fan of the podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony. He didn't mean that. Joe didn't mean that. He thinks the skateboarding's really grown up and no, sophisticated. That's Mr. Hawk to you. Sorry, Mr. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's 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 from trying it. It is a fantastic taste, and I'm really enjoying it for the price I paid for it. I am wowzers McTrousers. I think that's good. I think we'll leave it on that for the wowzers. Yeah. Oh, oh, guys, I have to tell you about this. <laughs> What's just happened to you? Wowzers trousers indeed. <laughs> so, I have just cracked open a can of William Brothers Paolo Peach Pale Ale. Wow, okay. Oh, peach. Okay. okay. Yeah, Peach Pale peach. Ale. Now, I must say outright with, that this is not an Aldi-owned beer. William Brothers, Williams Brothers is a, is a, a brewery up in Scotland. And they do make quite a lot of beers, and Aldi happens to be one of the places that they stock. So you can go online. What does it taste like, Joe? I've also have a Williams Brothers beer, which isn't the same as yours, Joe. Sort of thing. So I might crack that open at the same time. I've I've also I've also got the blood orange one. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I've got I've got that one. I've too. got that downstairs, but I was found was more intrigued by the peach. And if I'm honest, no, this yeah. is a bright pink can or peachy coloured can, as you can imagine. Um, I don't know where the Paolo is coming from, if I'm honest. Uh, that should be something, Paolo Peach. Maybe that's a, some sort of goat. Maybe they've gone down that route where they're starting to call farmyard animals, you know, after beers. Um, anyway, it is... What, what, sorry, 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 Joe. Did you just assume they've named beers after goats or farm animals? Yeah, well, we were on an episode not that long ago about purity. Yeah, you weren't in this one, Drabs. You just, you, you, you didn't, you didn't want to join it for some reason. I don't know. And, uh... <laughs> Cheers. That's it. Just make it. Just make it out like I did. Like I didn't want to be there. Technical difficulties. Joe, just quickly, what's the thing you want me to read on their website? Um, their website name, please, and address. Oh, hello, Joe. Bill's going to do it for you. I think their website is um com. Does that sound alright? Have I pronounced that correctly? I'd really wish you two'd laugh a bit more, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, you sound you sound like a character from the Austin Powers film. Oh, as me. There we go. Fat something or other. <laughs> I can't even remember. Thanks, Drabbers. Is I'd say that, but it was also a very good Billy Collins. Hey, it was as meant well. to be Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Drabbers just said it's someone else. I didn't mean it to sound like him. <laughs> I wanted to be this funny guy who does. 
comedy it's or something. Good. It's a very good Billy Connolly impression. Thanks, Paul. Anyway, tell us about the beer, Joe. The peach one that sounds lovely. So, this punchy pale ale, <laughs> porous golden, releasing aromas of sweet, ripe peach with a hint of tropical hops. All the juicy fruit up front is balanced by a crisp, clean, bitter finish. Now, they've de- I've just had a sip for them. They've definitely got something right there. There is a lot of tropical notes in this one. Obviously, there is peach. You can taste peach. If you like peach, you're going to like this one. Um, if you don't like peach, you probably won't like it. Um, but it's... If you don't like peach, why have you picked it up? <laughs> if you don't like you're peach, win. I wouldn't drink it. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Life's also, if peach. you don't like beer, that's a double whammy. You definitely don't have it. <laughs> Oh, oh, this isn't my cup of tea at all. I was expecting a glass of rosé. I was expecting the peach pale ale to not be like peach or pale ale. That's phenomenal, Joe. I think I think we need to remind brewers that they should only brew beers with flavours that people like. <laughs> but there's my point being is there's so many different flavours out there. And this is... As a pale ale, but a lot of people would turn their nose up at fruit flavored or or in flavor infused beers. I would say that the purest among us would say, "Oh no, it's got to be an IPA. It's got to be a you know a bitter. It's got to be you got one lane or the other." Whereas I'm enjoying the experimentation and the innovation that's coming with infusing different kind of beers with different kind of fruits. Now we have talked about. When that's gone wrong, I think, Rich, with the little beer, you had a bubblegum-infused one that was not your cup of tea. It was possibly one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. It was There was just nothing positive about it. So it it can go wrong. And I would say that the peach uh, pale ale from Williams Bros Brewing is a win. I think it's very tasty. Uh, I think it's a good... Um, you know, the pale ale is a good base for it. One of my favorite beers of all time is a Montauk, uh, you know, who comes from the States and it's a, it's a, a watermelon infused pale ale. Delicious. Ooh. This is quite reminding me of this. <laughs> Travers, you don't, you don't sound sold on the, on these fruit combinations. No. Okay. Well, like then I've possibly shot myself in the foot because, because, because the next beer I'm, I'm going to pull across is I've, I've, I've brought some, questionable beer combinations to the podcast before sort of thing and um god and anything anything could be coming now (laughs) and no 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 and generally i brought one that i think i may like was what i wanted to come across like i've 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 not said very positive things about these combination of beers before like the bubble gum to that we had the lemon one that came across is the hop foundry which is they they also made the they also made the villainous stout that I tried earlier, stout about it. So <laughs> there's also well? another great name to this one. So this one is a strawberry lager. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this one's a strawberry lager. Can you can you guess what it's called? So the last one was stout about it. What's this strawberry lager called? Berry Minster. No, not not. That's a good guess, but not not Berry Minster. Lager berries and cream. Sorry, that wasn't no, imaginative enough. Really. No, not no, not lager berries and cream. It's called we're jamming. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's good. That is good. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let you have that. So this is a strawberry lager. Cracking it open. Can I? While you taste it, I'm going to give you a fact about this. So the hop boundary, similar to the anti-establishment IPA company, that's they're all Aldi-owned companies. So these aren't independent breweries that are sold, selling in in uh, Aldi. These are Aldi-owned companies. 
I'm curious about the limits okay. of, uh, of of Travers's uh, beer combinations. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an episode coming up soon where Travers go. Do you know what? I found a nice IPA infused with the flavour of parking tickets. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's see what it's like. <laughs> okay, so so can can you guys picture tasting a strawberry, a fresh yes. strawberry? Yeah, I'm th- okay. I'm going to put you in my mind. I'm at, it's very topical right now. I'm at Wimbledon. I've never yeah. been to Wimbledon, but I always eat strawberries thinking I'm at Wimbledon because Wimbledon yeah. and strawberries go hand in hand. Okay, Andy Murray's just lost. And, you know, I'm just... <laughs> There's someone in the background shouting, Come on, Tim! Come on, Tim! <laughs> it's going to be his year. Tim Henman's going to win this year, I'm, I'm convinced. And, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's juicy. It's quite yeah. sweet as well, yeah. strawberry. Um, you kind of get a bit of a sharpness with the strawberry as well, but it's yeah. nothing like a like a blueberry. A blueberry is way too sharp in my mind. Yeah, Drab, is it, are, you, are you drinking this beer thinking I'm sat on centre court next to David Beckham? This tastes nothing like strawberry or lager. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What does it taste like? If you take away the strawberry and the lager from a strawberry lager, what are you left with? There's no noises. There's just some some real facial expressions. Car- carbon carbonated water. Okay. Has it not got any flavour of strawberry in there? No, it doesn't taste like strawberry. I've eaten strawberries. I've had strawberry syrup. I've had many strawberry different base products, as well as a strawberry. This doesn't taste like a strawberry. <laughs> Travis's whole strawberry CV <laughs> is, is, is really coming into its own now. I've got extensive strawberry knowledge. This isn't a strawberry lager. Uh, so is it like, is it sw- it's not sweet at all? Is it, is it not... Does it, is it anything? It's a little bit bitter. Have you, That's about you, it. Have you had a seltzer water before? Yes. Is it like that? No. I've, I've, I've had hard seltzer, and I've had the hard seltzer with flavouring in it. The hard seltzer has more flavour to it than this supposed strawberry lager has. <laughs> you, think of la- you, think of, you think of lagers... Just, you think of a bog-standard lager, like your Carlings, your Carlsbergs, your Fosters, and stuff like that. They're... they're, they're they're not. They're, they're no frills lagers. They taste fine. There, everybody enjoys them. This doesn't even taste like a lager. Do you think? Do you think they've had? They've made like a carbonated drink. Uh, they put it into cans. They've loaded it into a, into one end of a truck, and the other end they've put some strawberries in the back, and then they've just <laughs> driven around a bit, and then they just hoped that the strawberry flavour has somehow got into the can. There was basically sh- strawberries were stored in the warehouse where this beer was kept, sort of thing, and they've gone, oh, okay then, there we go, this works. <laughs> they made a lager and some, some, some guy was just over the crate going, whispering at them, strawberries, strawberries. <laughs> that thing's strawberry that, thoughts. You're, you're a strawberry. You can be a strawberry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm genuinely disappointed because their stout about it, with the vanilla stout, tasted like vanilla. And it had that vanilla hit as well as the stout hit as well. And I was genuinely impressed by it. And I had good hopes because I've, I've had cherry beers before. And they've genuinely tasted like... I've, I've had a cherry lager and stuff like that. And they've tasted like cherry. And it's been really, really nice. And it's had... It's been fizzy and it's been bubbly. And it tastes like cherry. And I was expecting something like that with a strawberry hit. I don't know if my... my I'd set the bar too high in my head because stout about it was on point. No, I, I think I think your expectation going into it of a strawberry lager that it would a taste like a lager and b taste like strawberry and the fact that it doesn't taste like either of them is <laughs> is very fair that, that your expectations were there. So I think that's a swing and a miss. 
from yeah. that LD product. You've you've had yeah, so you've you've had a hit. One one hit, one one miss. I mean, these things happen after all. Um Right, Barbara, what's your what's your last one? So I've got a third well, I'm I'm having to get through these at the rate of knots at the moment. I'm just about doing this. <laughs> I also have the a, a Williams Brothers uh, and it is the oh. Blood Orange IPA. I'm going to crack it open uh, this minute um, and 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 savor the taste accordingly. What's it called though? It's Williams Brothers. Oh, sorry. There's <laughs> in the biggest uh, typeface on the can. It's called Otis. Um, the fact that you've asked me makes me think you might know something about this. I wish I did. I'm just more going the fact that mine's called Paolo. And yours, uh, there's just the peach pale ale, as we talked about earlier. And then you've got a blood orange called an Otis. The only thing I can think of there, as connection-wise, between the names Paolo and Otis is, is a musical thing. I'm thinking Paolo mm. Nutini and, and Otis Redding. Does, does that I have sound to feel it? like it's something to do with the ingredients. Paolo for peach, Otis for orange. That makes a damn sight more sense than I <laughs> No, they went for an obscure music reference. Yeah, Paolo Nutini, you listen to him and you think, wow, this just sounds like a peach. And, and I haven't tasted this yet, but in my head, it's going to taste just like what Otis Redding might have tasted like. <laughs> That's a little bit niche, I, I can see. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to have thought that they could name them after Paolo Nutini, you know. First, first sip, and I'll let you know straight away. I, I've got my nose over the top of it, and, and the blood orange flavour is, yeah, it's there. It's there. One second. Oh, you get some blood orange coming in. Yeah. Now, I, I have a general question. I don't know if I can tell the difference between an orange and a blood orange. I think I can, but actually articulating the difference between the two, I would struggle with. I'm exactly there with Barber. I can... But I can't describe it. So this one is definitely a blood orange over just an orange. This one is definitely a blood orange. Oh, well, so it is. But at the same time, I think I may even have been taken in a little bit by it. The fact, because ultimately I have seen the can says blood orange before I've tasted it. So I think my mind is made up. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as sweet as, as a regular orange. But Travis, go on. No, I was just going to say, did we try an orange infused one from Lidl? Was it a blood orange or was it an orange? The one with the diver. Yeah, I think it was orange. It wasn't blood orange. I remember making okay. the comparison that it was it, it was like really orange. And then from the, the, the first episode that, that I ever joined in with you guys, I was I had the Naranjito uh, Brooklyn, which yeah. which was obviously an orange influence, um, but but didn't slap you about the face with the fact that it was orange. I remember making this comparison that the the one we tried from from the little episode was was really uh, grabbing you by the the um, by the neck and saying this is this one's got orange in, and I think this is doing the same, uh, but with blood orange rather than a regular orange. I was going to say I, I I can taste the orange, but it's I can't taste the I can't taste much else. It's kind of like orange and water. I'm getting I'm getting the blood orange, and and to me that that also uh, old stereotype, but it, to to me it feels like it's it's a summer drink. Yeah, definitely, definitely a summer drink. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn my nose out of it because it is very tasty. This is one that I find hard to make a comparison because ultimately our goal here is 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 to say can you go to the um the 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 competitively priced supermarkets and get good craft beers uh, i think the answer to that is yes although for me this it's hard to make this comparison 
between the blood orange and and previously the 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 orange IPA with another one because if I'm being quite honest I don't I can't think of a, an, another beer that I drink as regularly which is so orange <laughs> orange themed oh so maybe you guys can help me out here what's the one I should be comparing this to with anti-establishment it was easy I should sorry Trebs go on tango yeah <laughs> I was thinking from the beer world <laughs> you know well I think I think to go, I'm sorry to kind of jump off that. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. It's an interesting point because you do have it to be. And the whole point of this, of what we're finding with Aldi in comparison as a standalone place, is that they like to play on and take liberties, let's say, with the more, with the other craft brewers that are out there. You know, we've talked about anti establishment IPA. You know, it's a punk IPA copy. We're talking about, you know, design that looks quite similar or styled or influenced by Beaver Town. You know, we're talking about other design that looks a bit styled and influenced by Tiny Rebel. You know, like yeah. Aldi, in comparison to Lidl, both, you know, are on this cheap but good tour. And we are finding and thoroughly coming out and saying there is good beer for affordable prices out there. You know, we've done eight beers right now, I think at least, and only one of them has got Rich's nose turned out of joint. <laughs> uh, giving you another another uh, metaphor there, Bob's. I love that. And, uh, and killing me. And, uh, and so I'd say it's a win overall. You know, that's a good that's a good percentage. Yeah. So 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 I just want I just want a, a comparison. Now we've done Lidl and Aldi. They are both very similar supermarkets. We can we can say that they've both got that middle aisle that sells all the stuff that you really really want. It both has its own brands that it's selling all up and down. Just if if I can go from we'll go from Barber first, and then we'll go to Joe, and then we'll go to myself. Just thinking back, which selection of beers have you preferred out of the two supermarkets? That's really hard. I'm I'm gonna say Lidl though. There was I, I, again. There's the comparison between because ultimately what they're trying to do is, um, what we're trying to do here is is can you get good craft beer for for a cheap price? Uh, and I think Lidl delivered on that a little uh, a little more. I don't think there's anything wrong with these 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 Audi alternatives, and I'm very conscious of the fact that that these cost me ninety nine p per can. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just a little bit more enamoured with them, and I and I and I felt maybe I I could even be biased by the fact that we we dealt with them first. But I feel like the out the the little ones. I was I was just I felt I was pushing the boat out a little bit more, which is kind of what I feel the the craft beer is about. I feel with mine. I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think little for me took the biscuit out of what we what I've tried. Now again, I must caveat that I've had three out of the twelve beers that I picked up from Aldi earlier on. So I will over time, uh, you know, probably over the next couple of weeks, get through the rest of those beers. Um, I should probably say actually the next month or so uh, to be a responsible <laughs> drinker, but probably it will take me a couple of weeks. So next week you'll come back with us with a with a review. But I would say that actually what I, I mean, although Aldi, I'm trying beers that are made by other people that aren't Aldi owned beers, whereas all the ones that I had from Little were Little, like positioned beers. Yeah. I think because Little weren't trying as hard, that's what's turning me off a little bit from these Aldi ones. The fact that these are replication, they're car- trying to be carbon copies, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to be funny, but they're also not really living up to the expectation of the beers they're trying to mimic. I think that's what's letting, for me, little down. The fact that anti-establishment IPA doesn't taste like an IPA, uh, a punk IPA, is, is a detriment. Even though it's a relatively good beer, the fact that it doesn't taste exactly like the beer that they're trying to rip off, 
I would say is, is why I would feel that little is better than Albion right feel now. Does feel as kind of a business side of things? There's almost maybe is is it fair to say that there's a bit of a dick move being called and being like. I think it's quite fun. I think it's fun that Aldi can poke fun at themselves. I think that's a plus for me is from it. I just think the problem is, is they have an expectation. People have an expectation that the beer is going to taste similar to the beer that they're trying to mimic and the brand they're trying to mimic. And the fact that it doesn't, it's not going to because it's not made by these fantastic brewers. It's made by a company that makes beer for Aldi. Not to discredit them, but the beer is always going to be a little bit subpar to those more premium beers that you're going to get from those other breweries. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> so so I'm gonna so I'm gonna say my piece as well. No, no, I, I'm no, no. Oh, okay. But I'm definitely in line with you boys, is is I've preferred the little beers, but I don't know if that's because I my local supermarket is a little and I've had more <laughs> little beers than anything else sort of thing. Is is I uh, bit of brand loyalty in here. Is, 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 there, there might be a little brand loyalty in there. But I, I can't snub Aldi's Aldi's beers at all. I think they have put there the the ones I've tried tonight have been absolutely fantastic. Bar the strawberry lager, which has been absolutely awful. Never ever drink it. Never ever buy it. But um, I'm I'm also I, I'm there for Aldi. I'm not not going to go and buy their beers again. And I'm definitely going to go and buy little beers like I do consistently. I think they're I think they're both great. Interesting litmus test. Just quickly for for maybe the final word on this, Trappers is. Which one do you hate more out of the, uh, the I'm trying to think what they are now, the, the bubblegum beer and, and the strawberry lager? Which one do you hate more? I hate the bubblegum beer more because of what it's trying to be and what it's trying to represent. So that means you like Aldi beers on, better on that, then? On that basis, Aldi have it. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Rich is the biggest Aldi fan. He loves Aldi. He doesn't like Little at all. He's not a fan. The harshest critic on earth has spoken. He hates everything, and the thing that he hates most was was, was created by Little. Tough luck, Little. Uh, Joe, is there any numbers on 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 Aldi? Do they have a specific? Uh, we that's not even yeah, a segment. They're a big company it. that's got that's split up by <laughs> families, and they're all over the place in different countries. So so you can Google them, and they're around. Plus, also, you're probably not going to be following Aldi on Instagram, if I'm quite honest. It's not really the brand that's like, oh, my God, do you see what Aldi posted earlier on? <laughs> um, it's Outrageous. not the one, unless they get into a Twitter beef with another brewery, which they will do on a regular basis because they're carbon copying. <laughs> Is it too late? Have you, pu- have, you, have you paused it? No, I'm pausing now. Well, I'll have the final note. I hope you all enjoyed the 50th episode, everyone. The other two have finished, and I'm just doing this... I'm just doing this rogue. Thanks for joining. It's been a really excellent journey. I'll try that after hours where Barbara's had a few and he wants to talk to some of the needy listeners. (laughs) I've stopped. And that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barbara and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast dot com and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.